In today's show, we meet Brian Britton. Brian has got a ministry to the nations. He's actually all over the world as an apostolic leader, encouraging people and preaching the gospel of the kingdom where people start moving in authority and moving in power and seeing the Lord manifest himself through regular believers. It's available to you and it's all about love. Check out what God is doing through Brian because he'll do the same things through you. Hello, good evening, everyone. Always wonderful to spend time with you. I know some of you are on your your drive home after a, a hard day. Uh, it's just the beginning of the week, but maybe you feel like, I wish it was Friday. You know, you're already heavy laden. And my heart, our goal over this next hour is just to equip and encourage you that the Lord is excited to move through you. He's excited to co-labor and partner with you in everything you do every single day to infuse you with his love for people. And that love is going to not only manifest through you, but it's going to change the atmosphere in the world around you. That's what it means to, to be a Christian and walk in love. And my guest tonight is my friend Brian Britton. Some of you may have heard of Brian before. He's really kind of a just a foundation of the the local revival apostolic um, movement in the region. Brian is from, he's got the Harvest Family Network. He's done a lot of things all over the country and definitely all over the world. Brian, thank you for being with us tonight. Man, it's so good to be with you. I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do. Yeah. So, you know, the foundation of our show, Brian, I know you're a little familiar with it, but the foundation is, man, I just want to equip people. I want to equip and I want to provoke them that there is more to the Christian life than maybe they've been told, maybe they've been active in, more to the Christian life than, uh, you know, going to church and tithing. I think Jesus didn't hang on the cross just for us to do church. But there is a vibrant Christian life available for every believer that includes you being his hands and feet normally, regularly as part of your every day. And I know you move in that and you've been moving in that and you've been equipping other people to move in that. And along with that comes just uh, your life as a testimony of testimonies. (laughs) So what are some of the things that God is doing uh, in your world right now? Oh, man, uh, first, uh, I just want to say thanks again for allowing me to be here with you. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here on the show today. Man, I, I'm so encouraged about what's happening in the body of Christ uh, around the world, but especially right here in America in this okay. hour. You know, I, I've been blessed to be a, a pastor here in the region for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. We pastored in Williamsburg and Richmond, a little while here in Chesapeake. But uh, everything that we've seen around the world uh, for years on the mission field, you know, we've also seen right here uh, in the United States, in America, in our churches here in Virginia, but also as I travel around. And I'm seeing a hunger in, in the people. I, I think we have kind of like this perfect storm of things happening in our nation right now uh, with, uh, you know, just things happening in, in the government and with mm-hmm. the, in the economy, in the pandemic. And, yeah. and, and people are, are thinking about things, uh, eternal things even. Yeah. The, the, all the idols of this generation are just shaken and fallen. And uh, so this, this is a good time for, for the move of God. And I'm seeing it all over the United States right now. Pockets of fire, people getting hungry, uh, extravagant worship uh, happening inside and outside. If churches can't meet inside, they're going outside sometimes. They're meeting in homes and it's so beautiful to see. Yeah. Well, you know, I know you have you've done ministry all over the world with some big name people. Uh, you've been in Africa with Heidi Baker. You're all over the place in Brazil. And just something that, that I noted 
um, was that it seemed like the move of God was always over there. Mm-hmm. People would always come and say, oh, I got to tell you about what God did when I was in India, when I was in Africa, when I was in Brazil. And they have these amazing testimonies that are really encouraging and compelling. But there was always something in the back of my mind, maybe you've heard this, well, how come God doesn't do that in America? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've really heard that a lot over the years. And I can honestly tell you that what we've seen in the nations we've seen here at home, uh, in our little churches here in Virginia, but also uh, all over the United States. And and I, I tell you, I think uh, we know for sure that God loves us all the same. Yeah. And uh, I believe if you get enough people, we can create a culture of expectation where, you know, we, we expect to see the living God. You know, we come to church to, to be with him. You know, it's about him. We preach about Jesus, his, his gospel, his kingdom. Our, wor- our worship is focused on him in his holiness, his beauty, his, his glory. And, uh, and he lives in those praises. You know, he lives there and we create an atmosphere. And I've always said, if you get enough people in the room to believe he's actually in the room yeah. and respond accordingly, what we call revival and awakening happens. And it's about uh, creating that expectation in the people. We're not just coming here, you know, for, for an hour uh, to check something off the list and to feel a little better and to just survive. No, we're coming to, to encounter the living God. Yeah. So uh, it always grieves the spirit in me, I think, when I hear other pastors even say to me, like, why does that stuff just happen there? It doesn't. No, it happens here, too, yeah. when we make room for him to move, when we step out in faith. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you've got to, got to take a little risk sometimes. Yeah, I love it. He's got to show up. We have a, a core value at Iris Global uh, where we rely on miracles. If he doesn't show up, you know, you know, there's no plan B. So we live this life. That's a life of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Rely on miracles. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. So when, when people would say to me, oh, you know, God still does that because they're, you know, they're so poor in Haiti or they're so, you know, they're in so much need in Mozambique. Mm-hmm. That's why God moves there. And I think there's a there's an element of that. I, but I think really what it is, is first of all, they have massive need. They have massive expectation. And in America, you might not see it as much because people don't have the expectation, but we can increase that. We can, we can call forth the expectation mm-hmm. And it's the same God, right? I mean, what God is doing overseas, it's not us doing it, it's him doing it. So when we come home, can we see the same power of God, touch of God, glory touching earth in the mall in Chesapeake that you do in the bush in Mozambique? Yes, absolutely. And I always tell people, if you want to see Jesus, if you want to see the living Jesus, if you want to see miracles, uh, signs and wonders, these things that the, the gospel and the Great Commission tells us, these signs will follow, follow those who believe mm-hmm. in Mark. I, I'm telling you, go to where you mentioned the people being desperate and not having anything else. There, These people are in America too. Yeah. The Jesus is always with the broken, the poor, the hurting. He, that's where he is. That's where he is moving. And I'm telling you, there are easy targets out there. Mm-hmm. You know, in the malls, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our communities, the nations have come here. You know, to every city in America, we have people from all over the world that have come here, you know, to this wonderful country and, and there, and, and many are, are hurting, are hurting, especially during this time. It is a prime time to move, but, uh, there are those who will respond to the invitation to the wedding banquet. They're waiting. 
they're just wanting something that's authentic and real. And you mentioned love earlier on. Mm -hmm. And when you come in love, when you show up on the scene with love, uh, Jesus begins to move. When we love others, and love always looks like something, uh, sometimes healing, sometimes an encouraging word, a prophetic word, word of wisdom. Uh, when we love others, we're allowing Jesus to be himself through us. Mm-hmm. And he understands what they're going through. Sometimes we feel uh, that we don't have anything we could say to these people or that people because we're from different places or whatever. Man, there's a Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in you and in me that's been in every believer for 2,000 years. Every mama who's lost a child, every person who's been through these terrible situations or whatever these folks are going through. And if you open your mouth, the Bible says he will fill it. it. He will give us the words to say. So we've got got the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I often say that we're not waiting on God to do anything. A lot of times people are saying, well, I'm just waiting on God. If he wants me to talk to that person, he'll, he'll tell me what to say. Or I'm just waiting on God. And then when I get the, when I go to the seminar or I read the book, or then I'll know and I'll do it. So we always put something that we're waiting on God. I believe we're not waiting on God. I believe he's waiting on us. <laughs> yes. I believe Jesus has done everything. And now he's just saying we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on to step into the fullness of everything he paid a price for. And that's really for my listeners, Brian, that's what we want to encourage and equip them to do. So if you think you're waiting on God to do something, because I thought this, Lord, if you just tell me what to say, I'll go talk to him. And nothing's coming to your mind. Well, what I learned was, he says this to me, he says, go start talking and I'll fill it after you start. And it's really nerve wracking, right? (laughs) But that's, I believe, what faith looks like in 21st century America is you step out first and then he comes in with a grace and backfills it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like the same argument of, Lord, if you give us the extra money, we'll give it to missions. Mm -hmm. He says, no, give out of your need. And after you give, then I'll backfill it. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing with sharing the love of Jesus and, and, Brian, what I love about you is you and I are, I feel like two peas in a pod. I'm all about love evangelism, love prophetic, love healing. Love is the catalyst for all of it. So if you could just encourage our listeners, how do I move in love? I mean, the word says that we're to put on love like a garment and, you know, you can change your clothes every day. But the garment of love is one that will fit you so perfectly. It's like the identical glove to the size of your hand because it's Jesus. And once you just emotionally, kind of imaginarily kind of put on, imagine yourself putting on love, the Holy Spirit is going to backfill that with a grace. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to actually be moving in it, not because you're doing anything, but because you're moving in who you really are. So, Brian, how can our listeners learn to host the glory and put on love and be love? What are some practical steps you would you would encourage them with? Oh, yeah, you know, the Bible tells us that we love because he first loved us. And what we need is a revelation of God's love for us. We yeah. need to remember. I found a lot of people even are upset at God sometimes. They're, I've had people actually say that to me because maybe their lives aren't the way they want them to be or mm. think that he hasn't answered their prayers the way they want yeah. them to. 
Um, but uh, remember the cross. Man. Remember what he's done. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he's done that for you and your family, Amen. your community, or your nation? Yeah, man, I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. And when you get a revelation of what he's done, uh, then that the love kind of flows from that. When I was unlovable, man, when I was f in darkness and filled with sin, he loved me then. He forgave me before I even asked for forgiveness. Man, this is the one. You know, so when you get a revelation of that, then you get filled with that love. And then you can, uh, you're, you're captured by him. See, the enemy wants us, I believe, distracted with ourselves, yeah. our thoughts consumed with us. And if we're always consumed with us and, and looking at us, believing the lies of the devil, yeah. when he's telling us we're still this old dead man, mm -hmm. when we start listening to that, we, can't, we start believing it. And we look at ourselves and we can't see him and we can't see others. So we can't fulfill the two commandments the Lord gave us to love God with everything we have and love our neighbor like we love ourselves because we don't love ourselves. So we can't even see our neighbor, you know, always sees what's wrong with us. So that's always sees what's wrong with others. So if you want to fall more in love with him, I would say pray. And when you pray, listen, listen. Sometimes when we pray, you know, Jesus is alive. The God that we're talking to, he's really alive and he will speak back to us. And he will tell you things that will make you fall more in love with him. Mm. You know, it, and, and it, we get filled with that love. And then that love compels us to take action. And th this is what's happening in this hour. I believe it all over the world. Uh, we're, we're so filled with this love. The Bible says that he poured his love into us in the Holy Spirit. And that love compels us to act when we see the sick. It compels us to, to heal the sick, to pray for the sick. It compels us. To, to, to prophesy, to speak words of encouragement over our friends and family. When we see injustice, it compels us to act. We can't sit still because we're filled with this love. That every miracle, I see you have your Bible open, every miracle that, that Jesus did in scriptures and he does today comes from one source and that is the love of the Father. And every person who came to him, and here's a real key to life and ministry, uh, everyone Jesus ministered to, he was invested in. They weren't some project. Mm. They weren't just random people. He loved them. The Bible says that every, everyone and everything was made by him and for him. They're his. Yeah. That woman caught in the act of adultery, that's not some prostitute or, or bad lady. That, that's a daughter. That's a daughter. Neither do I yeah. condemn you, daughter. Go and sin no more. The one on the cross beside him, the thief that cried out for mercy, he'd been waiting for him to cry out. That's why he said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. He's, he's quick to love, quick to... To forgive, quick to move, because he's invested in them, and we need. If we're going to be his disciples, there's no choice. That that's how we're supposed to live. But we can do it because he's given us his Holy Spirit, yeah. our greatest spiritual gift, to empower us to live a holy life, a life like him. Yeah. And if when I read through the scriptures and I read through the gospels and I and I catalog all the different ways Jesus is moving in power, I notice over and over. It says, and Jesus moved with compassion, <laughs> or Jesus filled with compassion. There's all, that's love. Guys, that's the power of God is love. And if you want to see the power of God active in your life, you don't pray for miracles. You pray to be filled with the fire of God's love for people. And the word says these signs will follow those who believe. Right? They will cast mm -hmm. out devils. They will heal the sick. They will all this Mark 16. These signs will follow those who believe. Well, when we lead with love, the miraculous 
follows. We don't chase miracles, they actually chase us. Mm -hmm. If you're activated in love. So Brian, I just like to pray for our guests uh, just quickly, if you would, of um, just kind of an impartation that they would be filled with the presence, filled with love, mm -hmm. uh, and that that would just pour out of them. The word says that out of you will come rivers of living water. What does that look like? I mean, is that just a is that just an analogy for something, or is that real? <laughs> yeah, that looks like Jesus exploding from you, uh, impacting every everyone around you. You that your flesh can't contain it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's pray. Let's do it. Yeah. So, Father, I just thank you for all those who are listening today. That you love us all the same, all the same. And and Lord, we ask for a fresh filling of your love, your Holy Spirit. Your word says, God, that you reward those who diligently seek you. Lord, and we know from experience that you reward us with more and more of yourself. So I just pray for a fresh outpouring of your love, a revelation of the gospel and the truth of it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that it would come in such a way that their lives would be marked different forever. I pray for a release of hunger right now, hunger for the things of God, for the Word of God, that those who, who have struggled reading the Word of God in the past, they didn't understand it from this moment. It will come alive to them. And the Holy Spirit, you will interpret your own Word to them. I, I just thank you. And I pray that they would, that the love would explode through their lives. And they would be moved with, by well, captured, filled with a great faith mm -hmm. to pray for their family. And there will be miracles that follow for sons and daughters and children and spouses and husbands and wives that have been unresponsive in the past. Lord, we just pray for miracles today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. So if you're just joining us, you are listening to the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert. Every Tuesday at 530 on 89.1 FM, the word in praise, it is my honor. It is my joy to share with you testimonies of regular believers, regular people just like you who are moving in love every day, everywhere they go. And they're seeing the sick healed. They're seeing people rededicate their lives. They're seeing the law saved. They're seeing the demonic leap out of people and people be delivered in the grocery store, at the gas pump, in the line at the bank, at the UPS store, wherever. This is a normal part of life for so many folks and it's available to absolutely every single believer, every believer. So the Firestorm Live broadcast is designed to encourage and equip you to move in that level of Holy Spirit power and presence and the key to it is love. You know, we are very blessed with a local church, Grace and Power Church. They love us. They get us. A lot of, uh, I'll tell you, Brian, a lot of the uh, the Christian community doesn't necessarily get me. I've always been kind of a, a little outlier on that. I mean, I'm not a pastor. I'm a business owner. Yeah, you, a lot of you know my story. I've got several Christian martial arts schools, which that's tweaking some of you right now because that's out of the box. Well, the Lord has used me for in this area for over 20 years, almost 25 years, encouraging people to be more than they are, encouraging the power of God in their lives and growing people through encouragement. Well, Gap Church, Grace and Power Church, is that for us, for Firestorm United. They believe in our ministry, they believe in what we're doing, and they've actually put out a matching challenge for the month of May. 
everything we raise through our website, uh, firestormunited.org, firestormunited.org, Grace and Power Church is going to match to help us grow the ministry and, uh, and do some national level things. So if the Firestorm Live broadcast is encouraging you, if it's building you up, if you want to be part of this and you want more, I just encourage you, go to our website, check out firestormunited.org. There is an opportunity to give there. It's all tax deductible. And you'll also be able to see old shows, previous shows, all the show notes from previous shows. Uh, if you remember, hey, I remember hearing some show. It was about that lady with the blind eyes were open. What was that? You can go on there. You can find that show. You can find the video of the lady getting her vision back when they prayed for her right there in real time. It's amazing. we got a lot of those on there. So firestormunited.org. And thank you so much to Pastor Calvin Allen at Grace and Power Church for believing in us and encouraging us. That challenge is only through the month of May. So we're about halfway through and whatever you're able to give, they're going to double dollar for dollar to help us to, to grow. So thank you for considering that. Brian, I want to head back to something you talked about at the beginning. You talked about hosting the glory and how hosting the glory really breaks forth the presence of God. He is, he inhabits the praises of his people. But how can our regular listeners host the glory? Is that something that just happens when I have a worship band in the background mm -hmm. and you know I'm with 50 or 100 other people? Can I host the glory just in my car and I'm driving home right now? Yeah, you know, I've actually had people ask me questions like, how, how do I... Uh, come into God's presence if there's no worship music. I've had people ask me that before. They don't know how to do that. And that's kind of sad because, you know, yes, he is with us all the time. The Bible tells us very plainly. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you always, yeah. even to the ends of the earth. So we know that he's always there with us. It is just about being aware of his presence. I read a book when I first became a believer years ago. I found it in the bargain bin of a Christian bookstore. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. It's really amazing. There's other books out there that are similar subject, but this book, it taught me how to just be uh, intentional about bringing them in to my day, wherever I was, whether I was, uh, you know, uh, cutting grass all day long or working in an office or whatever type of job I had over the years before I got into ministry and after, uh, just learning to bring them in. And, and you can do that. And he lives, the Bible tells us he lives in our praises. So I found that worship for me was like, just, uh, and we can do that. Our life is worship unto him, you know, and just becoming aware of the fact that he is with us all the time and in living our life accordingly, always aware of the presence of my best friend, you know, so that yes, we can carry that. And, and I think that there's a, the, the glory of God, it, it's bigger than the anointing on men. Mm. You know, I love the anointing on men. I, I'm thankful for the anointing on men and women of God, sons and daughters of God. Uh, there's anointings on people to heal and to prophesy and all of that. I've seen them in operation, so many different things. Uh, just like there's anointings for, for doctors and things like that. But there's a level that we can come into of, of the glory of God where if you can get people to become aware of the presence of God, where it's bigger than the anointing on any man. When you step into that place, I've seen right here in Virginia, people get healed worshiping. No one laying hands on them. Mm. Walking around the room worshiping and praying praising God. Matter of fact, one of the meetings we had in Williamsburg, uh, the most miracles that we had, no one laid hands on anyone that night. And everyone was just walking around the room praising God. And while that was happening, all kinds of miracles were happening. I remember 
one woman, she was being, uh, she had, her previous husband had uh, abused her mm -hmm. and she had put up her arms in defense and he ripped the skin off her arms. She had scars on her forearms and her scars disappeared. She didn't ask God for it. It just happened mm -hmm. in the presence of God. Yeah. She wasn't even praying for that, you know, and, and it happened. And, and we had uh, two people, that, I think two or three ladies the same night had scars vanish off their body. Another one was a beautiful African-American woman. She had uh, mutilated herself because of self-image issues with her curling iron. Mm -hmm. Scars vanished in the presence of God. So uh, just in the presence, that's just a couple of examples. That's what I'm talking about, the glory. And we host the glory in that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And one of the words for Holy Spirit in Scripture is the spirit of glory. Okay. That spirit, that's the spirit that was on David where Saul, the evil spirit on Saul, recognized it and threw a spear at him. Right. Heaven and hell recognizes the spirit of God. Yeah. I, 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 uh, and I've seen this happen in my life where things have happened around you. Maybe you've been in a great worship service and then you get out of church, you walk out, and it seems like all heaven and hell is busting loose around you. Mm. Like, I believe this is the reason a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that means you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if you go into a, a great time of worship and then it seems like afterwards everything starts falling apart in your life, that means you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I was uh, had the opportunity just like a week ago now. My wife has some dear family friends that uh, they were good friends like 20 years ago and then she hasn't seen them for like 18 years. They happen to be back in the area and they have an eight-year-old little boy now. Um, they were just in the area for like a long weekend or something and they wanted to get together. So uh, they have an eight-year-old little boy and he has like a lazy eye, you know, mm -hmm. an eye that kind of goes off and it's permanently like angled funny. And because of that, his vision's bad. So, you know, my wife is reconnecting with his family and, and she said, you know, can, can you come pray for him? So we went together the next day. Sweet little boy lovely little kid there's no guile in this kid he's you can just tell you know children are really honest mm -hmm. right uh laid hands prayed for him commanded the eye to see commanded all vision to return on the authority of jesus christ stepped a few paces back and held up a book or something mm -hmm. like can you read this he's covering you know good eye bad eye good eye bad eye and he says oh yeah it's better like okay, can you read this? Well, he couldn't really read it and he didn't look any different, mm -hmm. right? And you know, that's okay because these signs will follow those who believe, but we sealed it up, we left. And like two days later, my wife gets a text from mom and she says, my son's eye is straight. Whoa. He says, it's better, it's straight. And we're gonna go to an ophthalmologist or something and have it officially checked, she said. But it took a couple days. And, and normally, we wouldn't have that connection with people. Mm -hmm. You know, you see people on the street, you see a friend in the grocery store, you might not connect. So it's not that we look for this. It's not that we have to see the miracles. What we have to do is we have to be the carrier of the presence, which I think is what you're describing. Mm -hmm. I be the host of his glory yeah. because the the first corinthians three sixteen says don't you know you yourselves are god's temple and god's spirit lives in you so if you're listening right now and you're thinking yeah but i don't feel like that i got my own problems you know i had this argument with my wife today and i don't know how we're going to pay this bill and personal property taxes are coming out man and they're just you know com i'm completely thinking about all this stress this is what you do this is what you do. You just speak this truth over yourself. You say, Father, 
I thank you, Lord, that you say, I am the temple and that your spirit lives in me. Thank you for making me the temple. I don't feel like a temple. I don't look like a temple. But Lord, you say, don't you know, you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit. Thank you, Lord, for living in me. And then you say this, Lord, would you just live through me to hurting people? I thank you, Lord. I just lay myself before you. I'm so thankful you love me and you live in me. Would you just touch people through me in Jesus' name? It's a quick prayer. Just speak this back to him. And then you will find that the Holy Spirit will empower you and give you eyes and you will start changing in the way you engage people because you're just stepping into line of what he already said you are. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't do holy. You you, you be holy, right? Cuz that's who you are. And and greater is he that is in you that is in the world. You're the Holy Spirit that's in you. Oh, he's so holy. He's he's bigger than your flesh. He's the greatest most beautiful part of you. And I believe when we use the term awakening in the church, we're sons and daughters awakening to who they really are. That they are temples of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I love who you who you are in Christ, but I love even more the Christ that's in you. He is beautiful. He is all powerful. He is almighty. And where Jesus is, where Holy Spirit is, the heavens are open, man. And it's just about believing that. And these signs will follow those who believe. If you believe, your actions will line up with that. And then you will begin to see God moving. You know, if if you're not sure if God heals people, you'll probably... Never be moved to pray for a yeah. sick person, and you will not see any sick people healed. Yeah. But when you believe, you will begin. To, in the in the world, people will say, I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But in the kingdom, it's the exact opposite. It's upside down. It's upside yeah. down. It's like when you have faith, when you when you believe it, then you'll see it. Right. You know, But you start believing God's presence, and you start seeing him around you. You see him in the eyes of the of the poor and in your family, and, and you, see him, you see him everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think people say, I mean, that's perfect, Brian. It's like, okay, I. It's the same thing of, hey, tell me what to say, and I'll go say it to him, Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't know what to say, so I'm not going to step out. Or, um, you know, give me the money, and I'll give it to missions. No, it's, it's backwards. So mm-hmm. when you just live in a position of, Lord, you love me. This is like your thought prayer. Lord, you love me. You live in me, and you want to touch hurting people through me. Lord. Would you just give me eyes to see people the way you do? And then you just go about your life. You go to the office. You do your day. Lord, but would you just let me see people the way you do in Jesus' name? Simple thought prayer. He will open your eyes. He will open your ears. You will see and you will hear things differently because you've made yourself available. We're not waiting on God to do anything. He's already done it all. That's the cross. That's why Jesus could say it is finished. He's waiting on us to activate. And uh, Brian, if you could just talk a little bit about, I feel like a hindrance to a lot of believers is fear. Where does that come from and how can we just crush fear? Fear of man, Mm -hmm. fear of looking stupid, fear of maybe, uh, you know, it won't happen. I mean, all of Mm -hmm. these are, but it's, it's still fear. Yeah, yeah, the gospel obliterates fear like I, I believe that with all of my heart uh, the Bible tells us that perfect love cast out fear uh, so when he pours that love into us you know that it, it makes the removal of fear available to us 
we just have to appropriate that and believe it. And, and, uh, and one of the ways that helps me to believe things is I just start confessing it in my prayers. Like, you know, fear has no part in me. I'm filled with the, the spirit of, of Jesus of Nazareth, you know, the Holy Spirit. And I just begin to say it and say it and say it. And then it, it just becomes who you are. Mm. So we need to change our, our thoughts are so very important, you know. Uh, and we take every thought captive to obedience yeah. in Christ. So you start having these fearful thoughts. Take them captive, man. And we all get those thoughts from time to time. But the church should not be, you know, paralyzed by fear. Yeah. You know, there's 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 Christ-like action, and there's the opposite. Of that would be anti-Christ-like action. Mm-hmm. So, and and we need to line up with Christ on things. It's really simple. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. And and fear is the opposite of. Of Je- if anything that's in Jesus. It is. Yeah, so yeah. that's anti-Christ ways of thinking. And we need to address that, take them captive. That's how we do it. You know, and, and, and it, we have to go back to the truth that we have been crucified to this world, co-crucified with Jesus. All the stuff that brings us problems, I'm telling you, as years as a pastor, counseling, things like that, I've seen it, is the ego, it is me, it is I, this part of, you are, your old man is dead. Now to live is Christ. And if you've been taught something different than that, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but that now we live now we live for Him, and and He's my 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 concern. I want I want to please Him because I love Him more than anything else. So that fear kind of diminishes. Yeah. Now uh, in worship and praise, it's so important. Again, worship, and you can do it just singing songs yourself. You know, just saying you love Jesus. That's worship. Yeah, because He's we, as far away as the mention of His name. Yeah, and it and it just it magnifies Him where we are. I used to think, how can you magnify God? He's so big. But our our thoughts, our energies, our worship unto him, our song unto him, it makes him bigger in our circumstance, in the place that we are. And some people are magnifying the wrong things in their life. Mm-hmm. They're magnifying all the problems. They're magnifying everything else. We don't deny problems, but we magnify the king, the one who's here. We, we worship him. We magnify him. And the mountains in your life will begin, the Bible says in Psalm 97, they melt like wax in the presence of God. When you magnify him, everything pales in comparison. When we focus on him in our life. I learned something about focus from a, a firearms instructor, a Navy SEAL. And he said, we, I, used to, I was taught you close one eye and you aim like that. And he said, no, 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 we keep both eyes open and we focus on the front sight and the target. And he said, focus is different than looking. When you, when you look at something, I can still see peripherally other things in the room. But when I focus on Jesus, I see Jesus. I see Jesus everywhere I go, every room I walk into, everywhere. I, I see him. Jesus had this focus for the Father, and that's what unleashed the supernatural in his life. I do only what I see the Father doing. I speak only what he says. He was a focused man yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit, and we are too. We can live like that. Yeah. And that's we cannot be his disciples unless we... We live like he lived. That's what it means to be a disciple. Not just that we believe. I mean, the devil believes Jesus is the son of God. Like he knows that. He knows more theology than we do. And I got a master's degree in it. Like he knows a lot more than me. You know, but he does not follow him and I follow him. I walk with him and I'm focused on him. And and that's something that anyone can do. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's and you say, Okay, I'm a Christian, I believe. And I would I would ask you, okay, what do you believe? Well, I, uh, I, I, I believe I said a prayer to go to heaven when I die. Okay, well, that's not bad, but that's totally focused on, like, the, the destination. What about the journey? 
Mm. You know, it, John, it says in the little letters of John, it says in 1 John, anybody who, anybody who says they abide in him should walk exactly like Jesus yeah, did. 1 John 2, 6. Yes. And that is dramatic. Mm. Walk exactly like Jesus. And I used to think for the longest time, the reason Jesus could do everything he could do, okay, is because he's God. Of course he can raise the dead. Of course sight to the blind. Of course cast out devils. Of course, of course he's Jesus. I believe he's Jesus. He's God. I'm not God, therefore I should have no expectation of that. In fact, it's awfully audacious and might be blasphemous to say that I can do what Jesus did. What would you say to that? Yeah, I would say that the reason that Jesus came as a baby, as, as he came as a man... Is the Bible, we know that he's fully God and fully man, but the reason he came as a man, so we can't say that. That's why he came come as on. a man. That's yeah. why he didn't just come in his glorified form and and, and re- require everything to, to bow down to him. He came as a man, walking in intimacy with the Father. The Holy Spirit came upon him at his baptism, and he walked uh, to, to show us how to do it. Yeah. And then he told his disciples, you know, it's better for you that I go away, yeah. which sounds crazy. Yeah. But he knew that the Holy Spirit would come. And now he's in every believer. Yeah. We have, truly, we have we have an army right now filled with heaven. And heaven wants out. Yeah. He wants out. And he will come out. When you know that you're filled with the Spirit, he will come out through your words. He will come out when you put hands on people, when you embrace people, when you look at people. Uh, he, he will just pour his light through you. Yeah. I think, and just back to what you said before, I, I really believe the foundation of that is love. It's got to be motivated by love. It can't be motivated by anything else. You know, some of your pastors that are listening and you're thinking, wow, this sounds great because it'll build my church. Yeah, it'll build his church. But if we're doing it to build the church, and I've seen people do that, they go out and they do street evangelism, they pray for people and they hand them a card and they say, hey, you know, here's who I am. Come to my church. That's not the same. That's not moving in love. Moving in love, love is not self-interested. Yeah, you have no agenda. So what if, what if Jesus didn't come to show us what he could do, but what if Jesus came to show us what we would do? That's what I'm hearing you say, is that the reason he came as a man so that we could understand. We mean, God became flesh and dwelt among us. Why? So that we could get a vision for, oh, that's how this thing works out. Whatever I see Jesus doing, that's what I should do. Whatever I hear him saying, that's what I should say. And like a good teacher, he modeled it. And then he sends the disciples out. He's like, go practice. Yes. I'll be back. <laughs> right? Yeah. And send them out with full authority. You know, and there's, there's, they walked. So there's different levels. And I will say this. And the Bible says that God re- rewards those who diligently seek him. And he does that with, with more of himself. And then there's different levels of followers of Jesus we can see in Scripture. <clears throat> we see the masses that followed him, and their lives were better. They heard the teachings of Jesus, and yeah. they followed him. But there was like there was a, there was a 120 who followed him a little closer that, mm. that he actually sent out to do miracles. Yeah. Then there was 12 that walked in covenant with him and saw they stayed when everybody else left, and they got to see him do even more things. But then there was three they got to see they stayed when every, when the 12 would, when the rest of them the other nine would leave they got to see the transfiguration of Jesus they got to see Lazarus raised from the dead there's rewards for those who diligently seek him and there was one John John the beloved John. and the bible tells us that that we are the beloved yeah. you know in 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 Jesus said 
he entrusted with John the thing he loved more than anything else, his mother. Like when he was on the cross, he's like, Mother, here's your son. Son, here's your mother. I want to be the one he entrusts with the most, with the, with, the, with more of him. I want that. Don't you want that? I mean, if you love him, guys, you're going to want that. And he's eager to give good gifts to his children. He's, e- he's eager to give you more bread, more, more wine, more oil. And he is that. It's our honor to bring to you encouragement and empowerment to call you to more, to provoke the believers that are hearing me now that there is more than maybe what you've seen or what you've expected because there's always more with the Lord and he loves you. He's not waiting. He's, he's completely given you everything in the sun and now it's incumbent upon us to activate and step out there. So we bring testimonies from believers just like you that are activating and stepping out. And you know what they're seeing? They're seeing the sick healed in the coffee shop. They're seeing people rededicate their lives to the Lord. They're seeing demonic manifestations jump out of people in Starbucks. I kid you not. And it's not crazy. And people say, oh, that happens in Africa and that happens in Brazil. And Brian, you've seen that happen in Brazil. But you know what? It happens here also. It's available to every single believer if you're moving in love. Can I tell a story real quick? Come on, man. And uh, I was up in uh, Dearborn, Michigan years ago outside of Detroit, largest community of Arab-speaking people yeah. outside of the Middle East live there. Yeah. And we were doing evangelism door-to-door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was an evangelist. I just preached my first crusades in Africa and, and mm-hmm. I've been to so on some other mission trips in other nations. So I, I was young and filled with fire like a son of thunder, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, had, I was a pro. <laughs> I had all the answers I felt. You know, I was really puffed up. Just graduated seminary. And I get we got paired up two by two to go into minister to the people there in this Arab-speaking community. Mm-hmm. We were handing out the Jesus film and yeah. and just some uh, some things in Arabic. And uh, and we were sharing the gospel with people. And I got teamed up with a little uh, 12-year-old girl. Okay. you know, And I basically told her, I was like, hey, no matter what happens, just let me do the talking. Like, kind of like, you know, I'm the pro. Let I me handle this. it. I yeah. got it. I've been trained. Yeah. So anyway, we I, I have all my materials. We step out together to, to do some evangelism door to door. We go to the first house and she rings the doorbell and I drop everything I'm holding. Like it all falls out of my hands. So I bend down. I start picking it up. And a, and a, and a woman of another faith answers the door. And uh, she, the, I listen as this little girl begins filled by the Holy Spirit to speak words I never would have said to this woman. She was possessed by the Holy Spirit, I believe, in that instant. She was there. She was willing. And God used her, 12-year-old girl, no Bible school, no ministry training, but filled with the Holy Spirit and having knowing the gospel. And, man, God used her to minister to this woman in a way I never could. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, it's available for everyone. And I and I feel like cuz I've had guests on here and I've talked to people in the community and there's I feel like there's an an idea in the Christian community that I need more training. I haven't been to seminary. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a spiritual leader. Uh that I really can't yet. Can we just nail that thing down and crucify it once yeah. and for all? Yes. Yeah, cuz Jesus says that you'll do even greater things. These signs will follow all those who believe. You know, not just the the ones who who receive that training. What you need is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, you need the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. You don't need business cards or a website or anything. You need the Holy Spirit. 
And we've seen that in Mozambique. There's a woman in one of the Bible schools there in Mozambique. She can't. Re- she couldn't read the Bible. And and uh, Heidi was was like, "Do we graduate this woman from our Bible school? She can't read. She doesn't know how to read. But she's raised people from the dead and planted churches. <laughs> so like, what you need is the Holy Spirit. You Come know that on. that is the qualification. No man can tell you you can't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, you can tell the gospel with anyone. And if you start, every pastor in town is waiting, praying for evangelists to rise up and start bringing people in. Yeah. They, if you start doing that, you will be embraced. Amen. When you start bringing people in to the church, oh, my goodness. But all you need is the Holy Spirit. This is for everybody. This is for all of us. Jesus made no distinctions. He, mm. he didn't say this is just for the apostles to do, you know, in the first century. This is just for this is for all those yeah and you know it's funny you say that because the other thing is i always thought well you know these guys that jesus chose they were chosen i don't know if i'm chosen i mean i've prayed the prayer um i'm in the fold i know he loves me i know i'm redeemed but you know i'm not i'm really just very average and while peter was chosen you know what i learned because i've been to israel many times and led teams over there and i learned that all of the apostles were washouts. They had failed out of yeshiva. They had failed out of rabbinical school. They had to go back to their father's business. They were not the brightest and the best by any means. And he changed the world with these men that could have very easily felt like second-class citizens um, because in that culture of that day, you know, a Jewish boy uh, or girl, but a Jewish boy would have had multiple tests over his life. And they would start memorizing the Torah when they're really little. And there would be a, a test when they're about five. And then when they're about eight, and we'd see who's going to go on. And then when they're about 12. So, you know, Jesus in, at about 12 years old, when he's in the temple courts teaching, mm-hmm. and they're astounded. How did he get all this knowledge? By what authority? Because right around that age is when boys of that generation, of that age, they would have been checked and tested. And Jesus just batted it out of the park like nobody had ever done. Hmm. Well, the apostles, they weren't that. Mm -hmm. They're back at their father's business. They're fishermen again. And it's very easy to get an idea that they would have been shamed, basically, in the community. Mm -hmm. And that's the ones that Jesus specifically raised up and used. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling now unworthy, unprepared. Maybe you went to seminary, maybe you went to Bible college, it didn't go well, you know, you left for whatever reason. You know what, I'm just here to tell you, none of those things qualify you anyway. What qualifies you is your love for Jesus and him living inside of you. So I just wanna crucify that idea of shame and that you're not worthy, because you are worthy. In fact, the enemy is terrified that you're gonna get a revelation for how worthy you are because of Jesus, because then you can destroy his kingdom. That's what he wants to keep you asleep about, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have a mutual friend, Robbie Dawkins, who you're bringing here next month. Yes. We should talk about that. But he uses this term that there's a satanic lullaby over the church in America. Um, And that's actually coined by, um, you know, the underground church in places like Iran and Syria. They look at America and they're like, you guys are asleep. Um, Let's talk about, so you're bringing Robbie Dawkins here for an equipping seminar, June 18th and 19th. 
Where is it going to be? How can our people be part of this? Uh, I I feel like there are people that are listening now that are like, okay, I like it. You're getting my attention. What do I do? Yeah. So so, uh, this uh, meeting with Robbie, it's called Fire and Glory. The God gave us the the, uh, the vision for this meeting to, to begin to regularly bring people into the Hampton Roads area to serve the churches of Hampton Roads. And this is a revival glory meeting in the presence of God, extravagant praise and worship, spending time in the presence. We've got uh, um, just an amazing worship leader that's going to be there as well, uh, uh, Joseph Stallings III, who's just incredible. He's done a lot of worship for CBN and, and other places. We love him to death. And, uh, but it's going to be a powerful time. We encourage you to come. Bring people who, who don't know Jesus. Bring, bring new believers. Bring, bring your friends and family. There, we will pray. We we're going to be praying for the sick, yeah. believing for, for miracles. And uh, it's going to be a powerful time. Now, Robbie has a powerful ministry around the world. It's not necessarily an equipping seminar other than you're going to be equipped by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Like that's what this meeting is about. It's about coming into the presence, creating a place where there are no limits for Jesus that night. So I encourage you, if you need a touch, if you need a breakthrough in your life, if you want to know God more, if you're hungry, if you're curious, come. This is going to be a powerful time. It's going to be the 18th and 19th of June at um, at Calvary Assembly of God in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I believe it's on Providence Road. Mm -hmm. But we encourage you to come. It's available for registration on Eventbrite, on my Facebook page, probably yours as well, I guess. But we're excited about it. So if you've done any of the Firestorm uh, activations and the things that Firestorm United has brought to the community, uh, we actually brought Robbie Dawkins here about a year ago, and it was fire, and people were really, really touched and equipped, and they're moving in a level of love and authority and power because of it. Uh, I'm so thankful, Brian, that you're bringing him back because Robbie is in high demand. He's all over the world. And if you've done some of the things with us, with Firestorm United, we'd actually, we have just a wonderful relationship with Pastor Dan Goff at Calvary Assembly of God. A wonderful man. He loves us. Uh, you know, I, I do baptisms. I, I get these impromptu baptisms. I was supposed to do one just the other day. And um, when I need to do a baptism, I call up Pastor Dan because he has a pool. He lives right there. And I'm like, hey, I got three people that want to be baptized. Can I come? He's like, y'all come. And he just loves our ministry. Well, that's where this event's going to be on June 18th and 19th. Really thankful to them. Yeah. Calvary Assembly of God, June 18th and 19th. It's a Friday evening and a Saturday. And I just encourage you to be part of it. You can find out more information on that on Firestorm United. You can also find out more information. Where can they find that online Mm -hmm. with you, Brian? Uh, HarvestFamilyNetwork.com harvest family network and i just encourage you to uh hey maybe you know you might even be thinking yeah i don't know about these people this sounds a little hokey i'm not sure this is real come on i love it i was you man (laughs) i was you and the lord just you know i had what happened with me is i had a thought prayer hit my head right about a little bit more than three years ago walking through my kitchen and it was this it was lord teach me to love the way you do and that was weird for me because that was not the way I prayed. I prayed about all my owies, all my problems, all the stresses in my life. I just brought my laundry list and I never felt better because we never feel better when we pray like that. And this thought prayer hit my head, Lord, teach me to love the way you do. And I can look back on my life now and I can see that that was a catalyst 
for the Lord launching me into this odyssey of every day seeing him touch people. I mean, I've seen it today. I've had opportunity to minister to a young man this morning. Um, he's going through some family stuff. After we prayed for him, he's like, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much better. I'm like, dude, that's the presence of God. That's a normal day in the life now. Yeah. You know, the little kid with the lazy eye getting healed mm. on Thursday. That's a normal day in the life. That can be a normal day for you. So, Brian, how can we – we've got about 10 more minutes mm-hmm. um, just to encourage, uh, provoke people. I kind of wanted to talk about the spirit of unbelief yeah. with you uh-huh. because I feel like that's – whenever there's a movement of God, there's, an, there's a counter spirit of unbelief that comes yeah. in yeah. and tries to sap it. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always been. You know, a lot of times I think people have this romantic idea about revival – or the or the church and God moving in our generation that you know when it really happens everyone's going to love it, but look what they did to Jesus, yeah. you know, and it's always been that way. Every move of God throughout history has been met like that, and uh, but 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 we're just so taken by by the Lord and His pleasure and His presence, you know that that all that stuff just kind of like fades away. There is a spirit of unbelief, and uh, that will, that that does come, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you mentioned that you were that person who doubted at one time. Yeah. I was too. Yeah. You know, I was just a, a college football coach. That's all I ever wanted to do. And a friend took me to this church that was, quote, spirit-filled, and I thought they were all crazy. I thought they were all mad. My mom prayed me into this uh, this cell group, this small group that, that was filled with spirit-filled believers, and, and I, I just thought they were all mad. Yeah. But I was hungry, and I was desperate, and I began, uh, I was open. I was a real seeker, and real seekers are not offended by the Holy Spirit and the moves of God. It's usually religious people who think they know what it's supposed to look like, and it was that way in Jesus' time too. They knew what it was supposed to look like, what the coming of the Messiah was going to look like, but he never comes like what we look like. It's always going to look different than the last time. Yeah. It's it's always different. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. But he always moves in fresh new ways because he's alive. Just like our culture changes, the culture of heaven's always is, is changing. It's always new. He makes all things new. And uh, when every move of God, there's new songs. There's new. Mm. It's, it's just the way it is. And and usually the ones that fight hardest are the ones that experience the last one because they're like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But but he's always moving. We don't build monuments to how he moved in the past. It's a movement. We keep walking with him in step. So we just come against this the spirit of unbelief. Yeah. And we pray that the, the, the church of this area, mm-hmm. that the minds of the sons and daughters of God in this area will just be open to whatever you have, God. That the, no, there's no room for anything that's false, no false teachings, no evil spirits, but the yes, Holy Lord. Spirit will be embraced by this, by this community, by this region, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I feel like as you were praying, I heard in my heart, it's a difference between old wine and new wine. Yeah. You know, you don't put, new wine and old wineskins. The old wineskins need to be redeemed. <laughs> they yes. need to be resurrected, new life, and that's the gospel, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you're saying, you know, I've been doing it this way my whole life, 40, 50 years, well, let me ask you, if you had to give an account of the fruit, what would you say? And if you're thinking right now, well, yeah, you know, I really haven't led anyone to the Lord, and you know, but you know what? It's not about what you do. It's about what you be. You be what the Lord says you are, which is a dearly loved son. Yeah. And then the fruit just comes. So if you want more fruit, that's me. I'm just a fruit hog. I want more (laughs) fruit. I want as much fruit as I can get, and I want people to just to come and pick it. 
Yeah. You know, I don't want to sell my fruit. I just want you to come and get the fruit. Yeah, and the tree by just being who he is. You know, the fruit just comes. You're like, whoa, there's another apple. Look at that. You know, you don't have to try to make it happen, you know, because because yeah. you're just being who he made you to be. And you you be holy. That's who that's who you are. Like you're like yeah. him. And holy is, doesn't just mean, you know, we're we're good and we try not to sin. Mm. That's not what holiness is being like him is being filled with peace and joy and, and love and like. This is what it is to be holy. And we and we can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can absolutely do it. Because it'll be him doing it through you. Yeah. It won't be you doing yeah, it. You, you don't need to do add it. more stuff, folks. <laughs> if you have prayed to receive Jesus into your heart, I just want to encourage you. If you prayed a prayer to go to heaven when you die, I would just want to tweak you a little bit and say, maybe it's that's why you're feeling dry. Because what we've done is we've made a relationship with Jesus about heaven and not about Jesus. And that's why you're feeling dry, but it's okay, it's okay. So really, what if it's a prayer to get heaven into you right now? And then you just manifest him every day, everywhere you go for your entire earthly life. Yes, you're gonna go to heaven, that's sewn up, that's beautiful. But what if it's more than just saying a prayer to go to heaven? What if it's saying a prayer to get heaven into you? And Brian, that's what I hear you saying. It's just all about the presence of Holy Spirit. So let's pray for folks um, just for an infilling of presence of Holy Spirit right where they are. Uh, I'll set it up and you go ahead and knock it down. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that because of the cross, heaven is open. Lord Jesus, you are the open heaven. And Lord, you want to live here. You want to live in the hearts. You want to inhabit the minds in the praises of your people. Lord, there's always more. So I thank you right now, Lord to just open hearts and open minds that you would be glorified. Bring down the mountains and raise up the valleys that there would be a straight path right now for the coming of the Lord. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we thank you. Yeah, Lord, and we just, we thank you that whenever we come together, whenever we gather, you, there you are with us and there's no distance in the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit's in me is in the believer who's listening wherever you are. And we thank you, Lord, for a fresh baptism of your fiery love yes, of your holy spirit more and more of you we ask for a fresh outpouring god more of you we come every day to the altar your word says god give us this day our daily bread not our monthly bread not our yearly bread yes, but our daily bread and in the kingdom everything belongs to you king jesus and we just ask for more of you more of your goodness lord we we put ourselves on the altar as a sacrifice yes. for you to do with whatever you want so i thank you lord for changed lives, transformed lives, for new yeses to you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you for being part of the Firestorm United uh, ministry. We thank you for listening to Firestorm Live, the broadcast. We come to you every week on Tuesdays at 530. And you can get a hold of us on our website, firestormunited.org. You can see old shows. You can see the evidences. Guys, that's the other thing that I do is I bring in the backstory. And, the you know, if somebody gets healed, we interview them. We talk about it. We take pictures before when we have them. You know, we take pictures after when we have them. You can see all that on there. This is no game. This is real. Jesus said, if I be raised up, I'll call all men to myself. And the way Jesus is raised up, signs and wonder, wonders guys this is what jesus did everywhere he went signs and wonders followed well it's the same holy spirit that lives in you so you can have an expectation that as you step out into your life every single day he'll inhabit you 
doesn't matter how you feel because we don't walk by feelings we walk by faith and that faith is that the very spirit that rose jesus from the dead lives in you yes you every single believer you have that all you got to do is say father i love you give me eyes to see people the way you do give me words to speak to people and lord i thank you for healing power in my hands everyone i lay my hands on today lord would you heal them in jesus name that's how we live our life, folks. I'm very thankful for you, and we will talk to you next week. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet Jared Lasky, a friend to the Firestorm show. Jared is going to talk about the anointing that comes for the prophetic. The prophetic anointing that Jared carries is available to every believer. He will do activations and he will fire you up to hear God's voice.